0: Question, cause, consequence, or coincidence? In 1867, a princess from the royal house of Italy was married. These were the incidents that surrounded the event. The bride's wardrobe mistress hanged herself. The colonel who was to lead the procession to the church fell off his horse with sunstroke. The palace gates failed to open for the procession because the gatekeeper lay dead in a pool of blood. Though the ceremony itself was not marred by accident, shortly afterward the best man fired a pistol at his own head. The wedding party then went to the railway station where the official who had drawn up the marriage contract succumbed to a stroke. Next, from excess zeal, the station master fell under the wheels of the approaching train. At that point, the king, Victor Emmanuel II, refused to allow anyone to board the train and the wedding party returned to the palace. The Count of Castiglione who rode alongside the wedding carriage was suddenly thrown from his horse and the wheels of the carriage passed over him injuring him fatally. Cause, consequence, or coincidence? Not our text but it comes from James chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Cause, consequence, or coincidence. Shortly before noon on Sunday, June 28, 1914, Bosnian student Gavrilo Prinkeps fired three shots, assassinating Archduke Ferdinand Francis, heir to the thrones of Austria and Hungary. One month later, Austria-Hungary declared war on Serbia. Four days following, Germany declared war on Russia. Two days afterward, Germany declared war on France. The next day, Great Britain declared war on Germany, and that's the beginning of World War I. Cause, consequence, or coincidence? Sow a thought and you reap an act. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character so a character and you reap a destiny cause consequence or coincidence our text James chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 as i read these very familiar verses ask yourself cause consequence or coincidence James wrote verse 2 chapter 1 consider it all joy my brethren when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces, and the New American Standard reads, endurance. Could be steadfastness, it could be perseverance, or it could be, depending upon the English Bible that you own, patience. Patience. In chapter 1, Verse 2, the Greek noun translated trial or temptation denotes any event, however unpleasant, requiring a decision that inevitably has long-term consequences. Any event, however unpleasant, requiring a decision that inevitably has long-term consequences. Y'all already know this. Unbelievers, and they're all around us, they outnumber us. Unbelievers monitor the reaction of Christians to the various trials and temptations of life. Is there anything different about us? they're watching. Ultimately, the credibility of Christ himself and Christianity is on the line. Understandably, and I'm with you, we Christians dread (laughs) tests, trials, or temptations. But here's where I'm not with a majority of Christians. Believe it or not, a number of Christians dread more than the trial or the temptation, they dread a Greek noun that's translated patience in chapter 1 verse 3. Let me explain, I'm 57, I've been warned in my life, don't pray for patience." I thought I should be praying. Don't pray for patience. Isn't that a fruit of the Spirit? Don't pray for patience. The reason is always the same. To pray for patience is to invite trouble. To which I respond, oh, really? Oh, really? In in John's Gospel, and I know Caleb is taking you through John's Gospel, in John's Gospel chapter 16 and verse 33, Jesus reminded us, in the world, and that's our address currently, it's not our permanent home, but it is our address, in the world you have tribulation. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 34, Jesus reminded, today has enough trouble of its own. Notice in chapter 1 and verse 2, James wrote, consider it all joy, my brethren. And our English Bibles translate the Greek correctly. It doesn't say if, does it? It says when. When, not if, you encounter various trials. Folks, mean well, I know, don't pray for patience. God will wallop you if you pray for patience. I understand, people are caring. They're they're trying to help the rest of us out. But such advice is a misinterpretation of the Bible or at least a misunderstanding of cause-consequence. Y'all to pray for patience does not cause trials and tribulations. On the other hand, patience can be, it's not necessarily guaranteed, but patience can be a consequence of trials and temptations. So, No matter what you pray, and y'all are a praying people, and even for those who don't pray at all, no matter what you pray, life's trials and temptations are inevitable. That's a first point. For those who are my note takers, you're wondering, okay, are there any points to this? Yes. The first point is no matter what you pray, life's trials and temptations are inevitable. We read that God permits them. He permits trials and temptations, but he doesn't plan them, according to James chapter 1 verse 12 and 13. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, believe it or not. This is the same word in the Greek as Is translated trial in verse 2. Let no one say when he is tempted I'm being tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil and he himself does not tempt anyone. As part of life temptations and trials happen. God is not behind them but God does permit them. He could stop them. Sometimes he does. He permits them to happen and he allows them to be an opportunity to take a test. I'm a professor, I've yet to have a student say, I'm so happy for the test today. Thank you so much. I've never gotten a thank you note for a test. And God has probably not received enough praise and worship because of a test. Now we'll praise and worship because the test is what? Over. But that's not here what the scripture is calling us to do. A second point and there's only two. No matter what they are, life's trials and temptations test our faith. Whether you like it or not, they are because you're a believer, you're a person of faith. Life's trials and temptations test our faith. No matter what they are, big or small, tests by design inevitably have two outcomes, you know them, success or failure, two outcomes. And chapter 1 verse 3 identifies a successful outcome of faith testing. Verse 3, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, perseverance, steadfastness, patience." The Greek noun that is translated in a various assortment of ways, it could be perseverance or steadfastness or endurance or patience, that Greek noun literally means, y'all, abiding or remaining under. You remember when Jesus talked about him being the the vine and we being the branches, John chapter 15, and that word abide, that word abide, that appear, abide or remain. It's part of and forms this noun. So this noun that's translated steadfastness, endurance, perseverance, or patience is abiding or remaining under. You're feeling the full force of the situation. That's a burden. It's a weight on you. But you're not fleeing. You could. You know, when you have something that's heavy on you, you could dump it and get out of there. But this picture of patience or steadfastness or perseverance Patience is remaining there and feeling that full weight but not fleeing though you feel like it. It's not passive either. It's energetic, active resistance. Chapter 1 verse 2 indicates how to turn these inevitable trials and temptations of life into patience or perseverance or steadfastness. Is anyone interested how to do that? If anybody here can rightfully testify before Almighty God, uh, Brother Ivan, I have way too much patience already. Uh, You, sir, you, ma'am are dismissed. You can leave right now. (laughs) But is anyone interested? Because you would confess before your brothers and sisters and before Almighty God, I don't have enough patience. So are you interested in transforming these inevitable tests and temptations of life into patience. Well, here it is, verse 2. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. So I'm going to only focus as we conclude this morning on these three words that begin verse 2. First is consider. Consider, this Greek verb dictates, are you ready? Leading before the mind leading, bringing it before the mind. Transforming pains and pressures into patience requires a mental adjustment. Opening our minds to another prospect, are you ready? Crises can be beneficial. Who in the world thinks that way? (laughs) When the crisis starts, you're not thinking can be beneficial. (laughs) You're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, what have I done? Who's caused this? God, help, how do we solve this? That's what we're thinking. So what has to happen, because this is not natural, such thinking is not natural, and it contradicts our experience, what our instruction has been, It is so counter to our instinct. But when the crisis happens, you have to be open to the possibility that this can be for my good. This can be beneficial. I'm quoting him not because he was a godly man. The German philosopher Friedrich Wilhelm Nietzsche was actually an atheist. He grew grew up in the church. He was a pastor's kid but he turned his back on God. Nietzsche did say, and it's worth repeating, that that which does not kill me makes me stronger. That which does not kill me makes me stronger. Maybe we don't have to go to that extreme. At least we can consider, you know, I wouldn't have chosen what's happening to me, but this can be beneficial for me. This is an opportunity for me. This is testing me anyway. How do I through it and after it become more like Jesus? The second part of this this way to transform the pains and pressures, notice this, it's the word all. Consider it all. What does that mean? Oh, you know what all means. That means every trial, Every time, no exceptions. We don't pick or choose, okay, this is a trial. I'm gonna allow this to test my faith in order to produce patience. Not this one, God, I don't like this trial. I I want this one short circuited. I want this stopped quickly because I don't wanna deal with this one. What we have to do is every trial, every time, no exceptions because you understand that consistency is crucial when you're establishing a good habit. You got to do this every time. To break the old habits and to establish a good new habit every time. And you know as well as I, it's not a matter of if the trial or the test or the temptation is coming, but when. And every time, lead it before your mind, every time, crisis can be beneficial. And then finally, notice this, the word joy. And we sang about joy today in all sorts of circumstances. No, you don't have to be grateful, God, I'm so happy. That, that all my radiator fluid is out and I'm so happy that I'm here stranded on the interstate. Thank you so much. You don't have to, you don't have to be sarcastic like that and think okay, so I gotta be grateful for the, for the diagnosis. I've gotta be grateful that I don't have enough money in the bank to pay this bill, no. But in those situations, don't let it steal your joy but actually see that there can be joy in it. We've all been there. I'm in it right now on a particular situation. Don't have to tell you the details, but I've I've had to say to the Lord, God, I'm so happy that I have hope during this time because I can pray. And I'm so thankful that I have help too because I'm helpless right now but you're listening to my cries as I'm crying out to you and you are showing yourself mighty and sustaining me even now. And I'm getting to see aspects of you that I typically take for granted. God, I don't want this to happen. I want this to end. But you know what? I'm praising you for the opportunity to draw closer to you, to fall desperately into your hands and for you to do what I can't do myself. Thank you. Because I'm, I'm going to use it I'm dumb enough to think when things are all well, I got this, I can handle this, I know how to live life. (laughs) And then something happens and it reminds me, nope, you're as desperate, you're as desperate for, for me, God says today, as you've ever been, as you always will be. These tests, trials can be the cause of our joy, our rejoicing. Wow. In Genesis 16, you don't have to turn there, the man of faith decided not to wait for God. Abraham impregnated Hagar, his wife's Egyptian maidservant. Soon afterward, jealousy Divided, childless Sarah, wife of Abraham, and pregnant Hagar. Contempt later pitted Hagar's son, Ishmael, against Sarah's son, Isaac. Wonder no more why there's not peace in the Middle East why they don't get along. It's a family squabble and it stems from a decision by the man of faith who got impatient waiting for the promised child. And you think I'm being hard? Yeah, I want to give Abraham some credit because he waited 10 years for the birth of Isaac. Didn't happen, so he thinks I got to help God out. That's Genesis 16. That promise actually took 25 years (laughs) to happen. And I'll concede, I don't think I would have been as patient as Abraham to wait 10 years. And he ended up having to wait 25. Still, impatience of Abraham has created this domestic dispute that we call the Middle East. At North Hanover Mall in Hanover, Pennsylvania, the driver of a pickup truck detained by, can you believe this, six parading circus elephants in the parking lot of that mall honked repeatedly causing a stampede. The animals broke a van window, sat on parked cars, and crashed through the Sears Auto Service store before their trainers calmed them down. And a shocked crowd watched, mesmerized. Y'all, impatience does not frighten me. Impatience does. Consider it all joy, my brethren when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And we don't need to tarry any longer, but if you wanted to wait, I could tell you all the times that when I was impatient, man, I messed things up. I made things a whole lot worse than they could have been. Patience doesn't frighten me. I pray for patience because I know this fella needs more patience. (laughs) I pray for it. Impatience scares me.